Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. Today we have a special guest joining us on the show today. I'm talking about, man, this guy here wears many, many, many hats, man. I'm talking about journalist, producer. This guy does media relations, man. He's also managed celebrity social media accounts. I'm talking about the one and only Isaac Ike Morgan. What it do, my brother? Hey, what's good, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. How you feeling today? Yeah, you good, man. You know you good, man. <laughs> you here. We doing this. You yes, on sir. the vibe show, I'm baby. I'm yes, sir. Man, um, I want to take time, man, to, to thank you for um, gracing the platform with your greatness, man. And um, for me and the vibe team, we just want to say thank you, brother, because I know you're a busy man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Now, um, you, you, with you wearing so many hats. How do you how do you manage to manage everything? Well, I think there's no such thing as a one man band. I feel like you have to reach out to people and you have to form a team. So I would say for myself, you know, I'm working behind the scenes with a lot of folks. We just come together to really produce, you know, whatever result, whether it's a video or an article. You know, one man can't do it all. I think, you know, collaboration is very important to me. Absolutely, absolutely. I like how you gracefully um, was humble about that, not taking all the credit, man. You know, you got a lot of people that um, they'll take all the credit for everything, man. Yeah, you can't do it all, man. <laughs> you got people who might be good at graphics, um, you know, great at social media marketing, um, a, a good writer, producer. You know, if you do it all, man, that's, you know, you'll, you'll burn yourself out quick. Right. Now, I want to, I want to, um, I want to dig into um, a little bit of the the past history a little bit, man, just to, to give the listeners a little insight on um, how you chose your career path and, and how were you prosperous in it and some of the work that entailed you getting to the position that you're in now and um, perfecting and becoming the best at it. So um, before, um, the, the first thing that, that you dived into first, was it was it journalism? You, um, you went to school for that? Um, I actually started off, my story, my story is pretty interesting because I started off as a business major at uh, USF in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Um, so I quickly realized that wasn't really my my forte as far as um you know it was it was more about looking um i guess kind of kind of mimicking what most business executives look like and i quickly realized i'm more about freedom of expression freedom of speech and stuff like that right so uh i didn't really do well at usf just to be real with you and i always was good at writing so you know, Tallahassee being my hometown, I, I came back and discovered the journalism school at FAMU. Um, and then, you know, from there, it was just, it was just like magic. You know, I could say it was definitely, you know, uh, it was definitely God telling me, like, you need to be here, you know? Right. And I didn't really want to go back home, but I discovered that passion and I excelled more in um, journalism. What, um... Your your experience at school, um, I know you you went in. Um, you said as a as a business major. Yes. Okay, and along the journey um, of that, what kind of speared you to um, gear towards journalism more? Um, I guess because it was a heavy amount of writing. And when I went to college, I honestly felt like I wasn't really. I wasn't really interested in a lot of courses that I had taken. Um, and I was waiting for, like, a creative type of course to really, like, wake me up, <laughs> you know, because I, I didn't right. know if I was honestly going to get through college. But um, 
journalism, once I met with uh, the advisor there at FAMU, right. they kind of told me the different concentrations. So I had uh, chosen public relations because I felt like I was good with people and, you know, connecting folks. And then that involved a lot of writing as well, uh, you know, in terms of like writing press releases and, uh, you know, different articles and stuff like that for different platforms. So, right. you know, I went there like not really knowing <laughs> what the outcome would be. Right. You know, leaving a pretty decent school at USF in Tampa. But, you know, it was really a blessing in disguise, I could say, because... I really had a lot of opportunities that came about, um, like internships. Um, also got to write for the school newspaper, which um, which those internships actually led to some of my first jobs. Right, right. Wow. Um, now that's 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 interesting. Um, how did you with with your with your college experience and um, how did you? remain to stay focused um, with all the activities that go on. I mean, you know, you have to really be disciplined once you uh, enter college. It's a whole different ball game. Right and um, you know how that first that first season is, man. You know, you, you coming out of high school, it's a whole different world. You know, you're around so many different um, nationalities of people. Um, how did you manage to 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 lock in and, and say, you know what, you know, I really want to focus on what I'm trying to do and block out everything else? Well, it was a, it was a long journey, I would say. Um, I'm a very upfront guy. <laughs> so, like, starting off, I don't, I did well, like, my first year in college, I would say, my first two years. But then leading into, like, you know, when it gets serious, when you're going into your major, I wasn't really that focused. I, you know, I, I think I, um, you know, fell into that trap that a lot of college students do uh, in terms of, like, partying and, you know, and the women and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I had to, like, it took me to really fail, like, two courses to really get my stuff together, you know? Right. So, like, I had failed a class at USF, and, like, I'm very hard on myself. So, you know, if I fail something, I'm like, yo, something's, something's not right. So I think it took, like, trial and error, but it was really maturity, man. I would say, like, not everybody, luckily, has to go through it, but I think sometimes we have to go through those phases in life to to really wake up. And sometimes you got to fall on your your butt, you know what I'm saying, to really wake up and change your course. Because I believe all of us, you know, have has the ability to right really change. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. like really mental focus. But I would say to answer your question, it was really like failing, you know, in college and my GPA dropping to. To like make me realize, man, I gotta, I gotta change it up, man. <laughs> you know, right? Absolutely. I mean, we all, um, we all have experienced that. You know, the transition from high school into um, basically uh, the real world. You know, yep. trying to that's that's really like the the vital time when you know you're trying to basically figure things out. Fun is over with now. It's time to try to figure out a path and a direction to. Um, to choose to try to make a career and a life for yourself. Right. Um, now, when you, um, let's talk about these internships. Like, okay, so you, you went into um, journalism. You found a passion in that as a career uh, path to choose. Um, how did the internships um, come into play, and how did you uh, maximize off of those opportunities? That's a great question, because for any college student listening, like, I'm a very big advocate of doing internships, get, gaining that experience while you're in college, because they're only teaching you, you know, uh, a lesson plan or whatever, and you have to apply that. So you got to kind of, like, think outside the box. So me being from Tallahassee, I was always into music. I was producing. Uh, my brother had a local um, R&B group here. Um, so, you know, I was always into promoting them as much as I can and just kind of learning from them, um, about music. So I actually did my first internship, uh, with Nappy Boy, um, Entertainment. And that was T-Pain's label at the time. I'm not sure if he still runs that, but he had a digital record label that he started and he was pushing his artist, Tate Dism. So I met actually a DJ here. Um, in Tallahassee, Florida, and, you know, we linked up, 
and we were just talking about different ways to kind of like push his artists and it kind of like led into like hey man you know go to this website because I actually got internships I know you at FAMU you know you need the credit so uh, once I once I signed on with them man like I got to meet a lot of people through that internship like uh, DJ Demp and um, you know different Florida artists uh, who were prominent at that time I think this was back in like 2008 right. I believe right and um, yeah man back then it was more like guerrilla marketing so I know things have changed now with you know we live in the digital age but we were like literally going to club club let outs and stuff putting flyers on cars and you know what I'm saying we had right. used bum squad DJs and stuff like that to like really push a single like it was it was straight guerrilla marketing back then um, so I learned a lot from 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 that internship and then I also started intern interning with um, the office of communications at FAMU Right. So that's when I got to really practice on more public relations type duties, like doing press releases and stuff like that uh, for the university and uh, writing articles, special features on different people. Um, I actually completed five internships um, during college. Um, and uh, actually, I did one right after I graduated. Um, I, I applied for an internship with Warner Music Group in New York. And um, I actually got it, <laughs> but I uh, found out it wasn't paid. And back then, I just, I don't know. After I graduated, I was like, I don't think I can, like, go to New York with no job. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any money saved like that anyway. Right. But by the grace of God, you see how things work. Um, I actually got another offer in Atlanta. Uh, at that time, they had a Warner Music Group office in Atlanta. And they called me, and it was actually a paid one. <laughs> <laughs> so once I went there, uh, it was it was it was amazing. You know, I got to work in sales and marketing, which led to a temp job with Warner Music Group, and um, just networking with a lot of you know the label execs there, man. So um, do do you miss do you miss anything from as far as like the the grind ever? Because I know that we are in a um, a digital era now, but it was more um, would you say? more physical contact with dealing with people. Um, do you miss that part of it? I mean, of course, the um, technology and stuff makes things a little bit more convenient for us in these times that we're living in, too. But, um, you know, it's, it's nothing like that groundwork, you know, that, that, that physical right. groundwork and having that opportunity to be able to um, talk to people and network with people um, on, a, on a more direct connect type of uh, situation. You hit the nail on the head. Um, we don't really have that physical contact anymore when it comes to promotions and marketing. I think back then you could be more personable and actually, you know, you going up to the club, you know, talking to the DJ. If he has a second, you know, he's going to grab a drink at the bar, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're trying to holler at him right there. You know, I know it's a lot of music, so you have to really, like, you have to really be in their face. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> really, right. You know, tell them, like, hey, man, I sent you this track. You know, what's up? Like, did you get it? Are you listening to it? And then, you know, you're connecting with the your actual audience because, obviously, you need you need to, to be able to connect with your target audience. Right. So a lot of times you had to get out your comfort zone. Like, I wasn't really a person to really go out there and, like, try to convince people to spit a record or, you know, like, you should check him out. So I had to really get out my comfort zone. I think a lot of people have a have a hard time doing that. Right. Wow. You know, um, I liked when you um, you did a quote. Uh, it says, "When we combine knowledge, vision, and desire, the outcome is greater than we can imagine." And when, you know, that really, really, that really, really touched me and inspired me on so many ways. But, you know, I would like to hear um, from you. What, what, what inspired that, that thought? Man, just, <laughs> just being like, I don't know, like in a, working with so many people who are like very talented in different areas. And who might, who may have fallen short, you know, in certain, in certain aspects in their career, and always being that, I guess, conductor, if you will, 
to try to connect everybody and try to, I always used to tell one of my friends, like, dang, if we could only, I could pull this from this person because, you know, they have these great qualities and that from another person who has great qualities. And, you know, I know I fall short in a lot of areas. And I'm like, man, this person has the vision. This other person, he might really, like, know his stuff. He, he may have went to college for this, so he really has the knowledge, but he doesn't really see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then some people really are just those go-getters who really going to push everyone. So I'm, so it kind of, it kind of, that, that quote was really like based on, on my own experiences, you know, in this industry and, you know, still trying to move up in this industry and, you know, kind of off of frustration, man, you know, because yeah. <laughs> sometimes like you wish people could like see your vision, but you have to, you have to realize everyone is not going to be able to, you know, really visualize, you know, what you have in, in mind when it comes to a certain endeavor. So, you know, that that's where that quote really came about. And I had a friend who, um, you know, put that on a photo for me. So I'm always about, like, inspiring quotes. How, how important would you say that um, journalism is uh, in the entertainment business? Man, journalism is so important. I mean, you're in this field, so you know, you're pro- providing a platform, you know, for these for these public figures, and also, you know, just regular everyday people to speak and to present their stories and to tell things from their perspective. I feel like you know we have an ethical duty, you know, as journalists, as a podcast host, podcast host, whatever you are to really tell people's stories, you know, and to be neutral and to be ethical with it. Um, Because we know that we have media, unfortunately, that spins news and stuff like that. And um, we have to to really bring real journalism back. You know what I'm saying? Not everything is going to be positive. I get that. Right. But, you know, we have to balance it out more. Um, Having the positive stories and then also the negative stuff as well, because, you know, you can't ignore what's going on in society. But I think we have to really give the spotlight to other people to really tell their stories, in my opinion. And, you know, journalists should stop focused on being in the spotlight and being the celebrity. Right. Would you, um, would you say that, that, um, some, some, some media platforms and journalists, um, they use their power um, in a negative way to to gain a lot of attention. Would you say that, that we're in that era right now? Well, um, that's tough because I think we're, I think we're slowly moving from that era. I think, as we all know, we have a lot of celebrity gossip sites out here uh, that gain a lot of attention. Um, But I think we have a lot of upcoming media outlets that people might not pay close attention to right now, but, you know, they still, they still put forth a lot of effort into like, to to like really putting their, uh, their content out. Um, But of course, as we know, celebrity gossip always, you know, is is popping, so to speak. So, right. You know, we have to we have to really balance things out. I, I don't think I don't think it's nothing wrong with celebrity gossip because you know a lot of people are into that and that is part of entertainment. But we also have to cater to a more diverse audience, you know, in the world that that wants to receive other type of news instead of you know, what's going on in this person's life on, you know, a reality television show. And they have to understand that a lot of that stuff is for entertainment. You know, like we go to, like people go to a nine-to-five job, that's their nine-to-five job. Right. I think a lot of people can't really separate the reality from the entertainment. Right. You know, you know the thing that really, the thing that really gets me about um, a lot of these media outlets, man, um, you know, let's just use the Nipsey Hussle um, situation and um, R.P. to Nipsey Hussle and, and 
prayers out again to his family. Um, I, you know what I didn't like, man? I didn't like seeing, I, I just feel like a lot of people utilize their their platforms to to gain a lot more attention off of that because you know i don't i don't like the fact that that you, it's to the point now to where you know you used to could go to youtube for good sources you know and good 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 information but it's like now everybody it feels like they're a journalist everybody feels like they're they're bringing you the the hot news i just think that in a way it's kind of oversaturated a little bit because now it's almost to the point to where you don't know what news to believe anymore. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, social media did some great things, but it also, you know, it, with, with, with all great things comes, comes the negative part of it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, right. Just like you said, everyone feels like they're journalists, you know, you can have a media platform strictly on social media, as we know, and everyone's an expert in certain areas. And when it comes to a sensitive situation, especially like Nipsey Hussle, um, you know, people want to profit off of it. Wow. Uh, you know, I feel like we always offer prayers and stuff like that on social media once the person is dead and gone. But at the same time, um, they want to kind of, kind of let people know that, hey, man, I used to work with Nipsey Hussle, so maybe this is an opportunity now that Nipsey Hussle is trending, RIP Nipsey Hussle, as a hashtag, that's a way to kind of, like, bring them to the page. It's like a strategic thought. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the reality, you know, we live in right now. Right. And and again, I'm, I'm not knocking um, knocking anyone. You know, I'm just saying like, um, you know, because it does provide opportunities for provide opportunities for a lot of people to to create a way, you know, and, and I definitely get that, you know, and, and I'm thankful for for those opportunities and, and availability, you know, as well. But I'm just saying at the at the same time, I just feel like, um, you know, we being in those type of positions, I just feel like it's 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 a lot of responsibility, and you have to be responsible, you know, because the the stuff that you put out there, you know, can come back on you. So you know, putting out a lot of negative energy out into the universe, I just think that you know, like you said, you said that you think that it's slowly we're slowly veering away from that. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I kind of disagree with you on it a little bit. I feel like it's, it's, it's in the worst space that it's ever been in. I mean, I think when I say slowly steering away from it, I think we have a lot of hidden gems that are these media platforms out here, but they might not have the big budget. Mm -hmm. So it's really going to take the people, us, you know, right. to really kind of promote those those platforms. Right. Um, I just think the ones that are are just popular and have all the followers on Instagram, because we already know it's, it seems to be all about followers. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to social media. <laughs> yeah. That, of course, those are going to be in the forefront, but we do have a lot of, different type of platforms out there they just don't really have that that backing and that support like they need to but you know things go viral these days it, it you know it only takes a split second for you to kind of go viral on social media and then everybody is switching to that platform but i think it's going to take a lot of work uh, yeah. for those smaller platforms that have balanced news to really put themselves out there and um, become the, the you know, that go-to platform. Right, right. I agree with you on that. Um, let's let's touch on um, you 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 managed celebrity social media. Let's let's um, let's talk about that a little bit. Can you explain that to to the listeners? Um, what does that mean, and and what does that job entail? So. Um, I've had a lot of jobs <laughs> so far. I'm 32 years old. I've had a lot of jobs, um, shame to say. <laughs> but I actually worked for an agency 
uh, where we would uh, manage different celebrity accounts. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but these verified pages, like on Facebook, uh, for instance, yeah. they actually have a team behind them, and the agency that I was working for at the time, we would actually manage all the content. So, like, when you see those articles about, it, it's just be a, it's usually about weird stuff, like someone who can do spins on their head or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, come on, Chris Brown is posting about this article? But it was more about, like, social media monetization. So this, so this content would be redirected to another blog site, and that's how, like, they really earned their profits. So it was kind of cool, and I had learned about it um, through an ad, actually, on uh, Jobs Indeed at the time. And once I had uh, connected with the with the HR person, um, you know, they liked my writing. And then, you know, I started working on the entertainment side of it, uh, which they had They had clients like Chris Brown. Uh, we posted on Paris Hilton's page, uh, Meta World Peace. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson, just like a, a a long list of celebrities' pages, and I kind of learned like, you know, how to monetize on social media. So it was it was real cool at the time. How how important is it um, for celebrities to to um, to have these type of um, media outlets? You would say. I think it's very important um, for celebrities to connect with the media because that's, that's a big part of their marketing plan. Um, you know, they need podcasts like you, you know, that have that audience. So the way to get to, to that audience, you have to go through press. I mean, there's, to me, there's no way, no way of escaping that unless you're like Michael Jackson. <laughs> you don't need it at all. <laughs> yeah, And, right. you know, social media, of course could kind of serve as press um so yeah you have to be unfortunately with social media it's like you have to stay relevant you have to be active <laughs> you know they they want to it's like people want to to see you you know in, in different areas you know in the world they want to they want to know about your vacation you took to hawaii but they also want to know that you know you know that you show up when you know, different events happen in America and like that you're, that you're really, that you're really up to speed with current events and stuff like that. So I think, you know, you have to have a balance, especially uh, as a public figure and, you know, not everybody tends to want to jump on that train, which I, which I understand because social media, it can be like a like a daily chore, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> it's definitely work. It's definitely work. Right. Yeah, I um, you know, I I, I was wondering about that, man. Um, you know, because um, it's almost it's almost to the point like it's 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 pretty much necessary because I mean you got to think about time management. You know, when you when you are a celebrity, um time management you don't really have a lot of time right you know what i mean so having those type of uh elements you know included into your uh brand i think it opens up a little bit more space when you have somebody else that could manage um certain phases of your brand that that you need and that frees yeah, but up they got to be able to capture their voice so it took a lot of research you know especially working for that agency, you had to kind of like, okay, I got to know, like, who Meta World Peace is, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. what type of stuff he would say. Because we would actually create the captions as well, and, you know, it has to be approved by his team, you know, before it goes out, and we would track all the analytics and stuff like that. So, I mean... Oh, wait a minute. Fair, so, you know? so that's like one of those... Okay, so basically what you're saying, you're saying, like, um, it's basically, like, it has to... Be be representation of him as if he's actually um, something that he would say. Exactly. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So you're right. Just know anybody just can't just assume that responsibility. I mean, you definitely have to do the research and put in the work. 
So yes, that sir. that right there is a uh, that that's a that's a major a major job in itself, too. Yes. Um. Would 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 media media relations be tied into that same um, field of work, or that's a, a totally different aspect of it? So media relations is a whole another ball game, um, and media relations kind of fell into my lap, if you will. Um, because being a journalist, as you know, doing like a lot of independent work, um, covering stories, you know, just cause I was passionate about writing and, uh, you know, telling people stories. Right. Um, you know, I had to make money, man. Um, so having these relationships with different like editors and different writers for these blogs and kind of being able to like pitch stuff. If you have good pitching skills, I think you'd be successful in media relations because media relations is about uh, successfully pitching a story to the media. So you can do that through a press release. You can just do that through like a pitch letter or whatever you want to do. But you have to make sure that uh, these media outlets really want to cover a story on your client or whatever organization it is. So, um, you know, I've connected with just a lot of different entertainment um, outlets like the Jasmine brand, um, everybody knows uh, Hip Hop Weekly, um, BlackDoctor.org is another one um, for, like, black health online. So just being able to, like, entice these journalists and these editors um, is really, like, the main ingredient, I would say, of media relations. How do you, um, how do you, how do you separate yourself from other journalists you know do you try to create your own individualism or or is it is, is it sort of the same are you trying to you know separate yourself in some type of way you know journalism is journalism but at the end of the day it's still the individual do good you good question i actually I mean, I don't like to just say, like, I'm trying to cover everything positive, um, even though I'm about, like, more positive news when it comes to telling people's stories, especially those celebrities. But what I like to do is just try to take a different angle from what is trending. So I like to offer a counter opinion when it comes to, like, you know, certain negative things. That, are, that that were said about, like, someone in the media. So, like, let's just take, for example, uh, Hazel E. You know, she made comments, uh, from what I heard, this is just based on, you know, these blogs, about, like, dark-skinned women or dark-skinned people in general. I forgot what she had said. But, you know, I would like to talk to her. So what I would do as a journalist, I would like to talk to her and, you know, just try to see, like, okay, did you did we misinterpret, you know, what you said on T, you know, on TV? Right. On the reality show, um, you know, like, you just want to dig a little deeper. What, what what did she say? I try to dig a little deeper instead of just trying to cover gossip. What, did, like, what did Hazel give, E say? Give them the uh, microphone. What did she say? She said, um, <sighs> now you're going to make me look it up. She had said <laughs> something negative about, like, dark-skinned people. Really? So like it was a PR fire, <laughs> you know, and it kind of like messed her up. But I've had I've, I've had the opportunity to work with her in LA, and she's not even like that. Now that's the crazy part. You know, she's actually someone that can serve as a role model <laughs> to really? black women. Hazel E. Um, being an HBCU graduate, and you know, she worked her way up actually in public relations. So I'm saying this to say I try to have real conversations as a journalist because I know this stuff. A lot of people don't know it. So I would right. want to present that information to the public and then have the public make their decision. Yeah. You know, based on all yeah, the information, yeah. not just the negative, because there's negative stuff about all of us. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. There's also positive absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. It is. That's interesting, man. That's uh, that's interesting. You know, I, I, I must have missed that one um, when she made made that statement right there. I'm pretty sure they ate that alive. <laughs> Yeah, they did. I don't know. Do you watch that show? 
Um, she she's on she's on what the L.A. loving uh what she was on uh, loving hip hop L.A. She, yeah, that's, she the was, with, uh, that's, that's the one with that's that's the one with Ray J. Sure, and them, but, huh? Yeah, she was for a while. I know that. Yeah, I I don't I don't really watch it too much, but um when I when I was watching it or whatever breezing through, um I think she wasn't on. I think she wasn't wasn't cast on the new one. And to give another example about the journalism I like to do, um, prime example, um, we actually we actually work with Lil Fizz of uh, B2K. Um, I had partnered uh, with a blog um, with a blog with a blogger, should I say, uh, who who connected us with Lil Fizz, Stardom One Hundred. Shout out to them, and we we partnered and and actually did a story on Lil Fizz, but. We covered, we took another angle. We were talking about the topic because, as we know, a lot of black fathers are kind of thrown under the bus when it comes to raising their kids. Absolutely. So we kind of wanted to promote, you know, black fatherhood in a positive light. Right. And he actually had a book that he wrote, which was about him raising his son, Cameron. And we went there and did like a documentary style uh, story on him. And, um, you know, it was in promotion of his book. So, yeah, we had, we had went out to LA as a team and shot that, man. So, you know, that's another example because most, most outlets are going to just cover the stuff that's going on, like, you know, on the show and stuff like that. And why B2K broke up and stuff right, like that. But, right, right. Um, I just think we need that element, uh, especially in black, in the black community because we're always misrepresented. Right, right. Um, now, Recently, um, you've been working with uh, Christopher Martin Play, um, managing some things over there with uh, with with his brand, uh, the Brand News. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. How how did that connection come about, and how did it you know connecting transition into actually um, working with him? Um, back, I'm trying to think what year it was. It was after I graduated. It had to have been back in like 2015 or something, maybe 2014. And I met him through the dean of journalism, journalism at that time. Uh, I actually gave him my first job, part-time job, um, after I graduated. You're kind um, of fading out a little bit. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Not, not as clear as I was hearing you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So I connected with him through the late Dean Hawkins, uh, which was a good reference of mine. He was a dean of uh, journalism. Um, and he knew I was very passionate about entertainment. It was actually after I was transitioning from Warner Music Group uh, to another job to working, you know, part-time job over there at a journalism school. And um, he was in the office, and I was just like, wow, that guy looks so familiar, <laughs> you know. Are you? Oh, hold, hold up one second. You know, I, the one. I, I, hold <laughs> you know, up. She has all the house parties. You know? Hold up one second. I, are, are you? Let's okay. get let's get this audio straight. Are you talking through uh, um, Bluetooth or something like that? No, I'm actually talking straight through my phone. Okay, because I don't know why it's it's starting to sound rippled a little bit. It wasn't. It was. You was absolutely clear. Um. Yeah, this is our. This is an important part. Let me see. Say something now. Man, I don't know what's going on with that, man. I'm walking away from there. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. Wherever you was before, it was like super banging. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we could try that. Okay, wherever you just standing there right now, that's it right there. Right here? Yeah, right there. Okay, I'm going to stay right here. Um, so, yeah, I actually met Christopher Martin through the dean um, of journalism at the time, uh, Dean Hawkins, the late Dean Hawkins. He actually introduced me to him. He was Mr. Martin was sitting in the office, and, uh, you know, I, I was just kind of like, 
I wasn't prepared because I, I didn't realize that um, that Mark, Mr. Martin was actually working for the for the journalism school at the time. Right. So when I saw him, I'm like, "Dang, man, this, that's the guy from House Party." I was like, <laughs> I kind of had to, you know, <laughs> to make sure that you know I was, you know, seeing seeing straight. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's the guy, the dark skinned one, you know, who had a crush, who my mom had a crush on. And, you know, I I just remember because she had all the the you know the whole House Party series. And stuff like that. So um, he knew that I was into entertainment, and he knew about the Warner Music situation uh, when I had graduated from journalism school. So he had connected us because we were because we were going to work on I think it was like a concert or or something. He wanted to like um, the dean at the time wanted to bring a lot of entertainers to FAMU since FAMU is known for like entertainment. The entertainment right, industry. A absolutely. lot of people work in the entertainment right. industry, and a lot of people aspire to work there, uh, work in that industry. So um, that's how I met him, and I started off as his editor. Once we, once we connected officially, it was actually through another business partner of mine, who uh, who knew I, you know, was really into like entertainment and journalism. So he started this brand news uh, outlet at the time. It's called Brand News. Um, back in the day, and I think he was revamping the whole uh, outlet and staff, and um, he housed it in Tallahassee, and I was living there at the time. So, you know, he brought me on as his editor, and then ever since then, we kind of shared the same vision, um, you know, with bringing balance back to the news and just not just presenting, like, positive news, but just telling real stories and, like, like not putting content out there just to get likes or, you know, just to become a trending topic. Right. So I think we were like, you know, we were trying to bring back like journalism that was more neutral, you know, if you will. And, you know, just, just really offers a different perspective, you know? Right. Right. I want to, um, I want to take a moment, man, to, um, Allow you the opportunity, man, to to give you give some shout outs, man, to uh, your loved ones and any any of your fans that's listening, and you know new fans that you've acquired as well. Man, appreciate it, man. Well, I definitely want to give a special shout out to my mom, uh, Stacy Scruggs, uh, all my brothers, uh, Elijah, Micah, Omar, um, my, my brother Eric. Uh, you know, my sister, Juliana, uh, definitely shout out to the brand news and life team, Christopher Clay Martin, uh, for even like opening up a lot of doors for me. Uh, shout out to God, you know, providing, providing this connection with you and I that happened so naturally. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're going to tell that story one day. Oh, you know that, man. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that's coming, man. We're we going we to do that. We're going to do that live. Yeah, yes. And shout out to James, too. Definitely. Shout out Mizzle, man. Mizzle, what it do, baby? That's my man there, man. That's my man. Yo, um, man, you know, I I, I wanted to uh I wanna get your perspective on um let's just say let's just say you you had an opportunity to to speak to a room full of inspired journalists up-and-coming journalists uh uh people that was wanting to to maybe follow your footsteps but just didn't really know the way or 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 was just wanted information and you had the opportunity to speak to them to that room what would you say to them i definitely say just do it don't 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 overthink it if you don't have opportunities um, if opportunity, if you feel like opportunities aren't available right now, you create those opportunities. A lot of things didn't just come to me. I had to like literally reach out to, you know, like over twenty people, you know, just to get one opportunity. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. You know, plant different seeds when it comes to journalism. If you don't have an opportunity to write for a big platform, that's okay. Create your own. You got blogspot.com. You have, you can create your own website. 
you know, you have the free website, it might not look look attractive at the time, but you do what you have to do um, as a journalist to get your content out there. Be yourself, create your own lane, I would say. Uh, make sure it's your own voice. Um, I've had to write for a lot of different platforms, so that also required for me to be flexible. I've written for Celebrity Network, where I had to cover different type of stories and kind of had to learn the style of the platform and what they expected. Um, I also did the Jasmine brand. I'll admit it, I've done celebrity gossip. So I had to be flexible to get my name out there in journalism. Right. Makes a lot of sense, my brother. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and and, and what, what could we look for in the future for... Um, Isaac Ike Morgan, what could we look for in the future? Well, you know, I want to be sitting on an island one day, you know, <laughs> sipping on a margarita to retire yeah. from yeah. this. But on a serious note, um, just more, just more, um, more things coming with brand news in life um, as the manager and just building the team over there with Mr. Martin. Uh, just more, more blogging as well. Um, I'm also a columnist at uh, GritDaily.com, uh, where I can, where they allow me to, you know, cover a lot of uh, a lot of stories. Um, you know, and they allow me to to really just use my own voice. You know, it's not really about like um, catering to a uh, you know a certain demographic. So just more of that uh, podcast. I'm I'm loving I'm loving this podcast movement, man. Especially what you got going on going on over there. Thank it's you, my brother. I appreciate that. Podcasts and, you know, just really like creating my own lane as a journalist, man, but but really uh, collaborating with different people, um, you know, to really like, to really bring balance back to the news. I know it sounds cliche, but a lot of folks, I would say, you know, a part of my team uh, are on that mission, and I think, you know, it might take a lot of People from small platforms to make some noise, but I think we're going to change the we're going to change you know the way uh, media is ran. Absolutely, absolutely, I definitely agree with you on that, man. We definitely um, we definitely got some things cooking up in the making. Yes, sir. Now, um, now this is something else that. Uh, I wanted to ask you to um, writing writing for publications, uh, the big publications. You've you've written for several. Um, what's the? Would you prefer writing for big publications or just writing? Period is your your passion. Um, I, I think I think the big publication served its purpose with getting my name out there because more of those might show up in Google News and stuff like that. But I think I would just use that, um, I guess, as a as a way to create my own platform, uh, right. being able to put out the content I want to put out, uh, making sure that I'm, I'm being genuine in terms of uh, the stories I'm covering and really offering an authentic voice. So I think you have to be strategic, I believe, in in this industry. So, you know, to get your name out there or whatever, you know, sometimes you will have to write for other people's platforms and you will have to, you know, kind of, kind of change your, you know, your style of writing up, um, you know, to fit that certain platform. But I think it's more important to have your own voice, man. You know, whatever you're doing, you know, if you have, if you have a hundred follow, uh, uh, loyal, uh, followers and listeners, I think you have, you've accomplished something. Right. Even if it's a small audience. If um, if anybody anybody wanted to connect with you on um any type of business level, needed some advice, um, needed something wrote up, or or anything, um, can we put your social platforms out there and ways that people can actually connect with you, follow you, and um, get inspiration from you? Of course, man. I'm I'm definitely an open book, and you know I'm known to say it like it is. So, you know, 
Um, I'm available on Twitter. Um, just give me a DM uh, at Ike, I-K-E underscore Morgan. Um, definitely on Facebook, same name, I-K-E Morgan. My email, Isaac, I-S-S-A-C, the number one, dot Morgan at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, you know, we live in a, a world where our phone is attached to us. And, you know, we get notifications every second, so it's not hard to reach me. Right, man. And um, you want to say anything to um, your fans and uh, your fans, man. You want to say anything, anything to your fans, your loyal followers, your loyal supporters, man. Um, I just think that it's important to share some words with them, man. Yeah, definitely, man, because we couldn't do anything without without an audience, without a fan base, so to speak. Um, I don't like to call them fans. I like to say friends, um, especially the ones that support uh, you in the simple ways, even in just sharing your content. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they, they have become friends instead of fans. And, you know, I think being supportive is a two-way street. <laughs> so, right. you know, if, if a fan or a listener or someone who wants to become a follower has anything, any content, any, any aspiration, any idea, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely try to try to uh, take a look at everything and really listen to what someone has to say. Um, because I know a lot of us get caught up into what we're doing, and um, we forget that a lot of a lot of folks are inspired by you, and you know they might they may be the one to help you out in your own Absolutely. career. Absolutely. So I don't underestimate anybody. Well, my brother, I really, really, um, again, I have enjoyed myself, man. I always enjoy talking to you, my brother. Um, yes, learned sir. a lot, man. And again, I want to thank you for. Gracing the platform again with your greatness, my brother, and you know you're gonna have to come back on here and um and do this again, man. Likewise, man. I just I'm honored to grace the platform that you know Christopher Martin's been on to <laughs> one of my favorite down south rappers, Tr- Trick Daddy. You know to just just various guests you've had. So you know you already know, man. I'm I'm down with the show. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours as well. Absolutely, man. Listen, I'm uh, from me and the Vibe team, man. We're wishing you nothing but love, nothing but more blessings, more success to you, your family, man, and the future of your brand. Thanks, brother. It's the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, my brother, my friend, journalist, producer, Mr. Isaac Ike Morgan, we are out.